It's true that some things change as we get older. But if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. And with MIDI Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. The experts at MIDI understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause. And MIDI can help you feel more like yourself again. Many healthcare providers aren't trained to treat or even recognize menopause symptoms. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts. They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms, not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. WTAW news time is five minutes after eight. It is 64 degrees. This look at news is brought to you by Pioneer Steel and Pipe, your one-stop steel supply store on Highway 21 East in Bryan. Go to pioneerboys.com. Good morning. I'm Chelsea Reber. A week from today, the Bryan City Council takes up the Planning and Zoning Commission's denial of the Bryan ISD rezoning request where the district wants to build its transportation and maintenance building. Yesterday, the BISD school board repeated it will pursue its latest plan. Board President Mark McCall revealed yesterday that the plan, which was rejected by PNZ, was supported by multiple city officials. On August 17th, a meeting was hosted at the Bryan Administration Building that was attended by three school board meetings, three city council members, city staff, and school staff. McCall said the compromise reached with Councilman Buppy Simic, Prentice Madison, and Ruben Marine, along with four city administrators, left enough land for commercial development along Harvey Mitchell Parkway and Leonard Road. McCall is joined at the August 17th meeting by board members Julie Harlan and David Stasny, Superintendent Ginger Carabine, and five other BISD administrators. Bill Oliver, 162094-5WTAW. Brazos County Commissioners have until the end of the year 2024 to decide where to spend more than $44 million in federal pandemic grant money. The commission's latest attempt to divide the pie was dominated by Russ Ford's reaction to County Judge Dwayne Peters removing almost $8 million to extend broadband to the 3% of the county that does not have that service. I'm not saying that we need to spend $7.85 million tomorrow, but what I'm saying is there's something that we can do. Ford says there has to be county money to pursue possible grants from the state and federal governments. We've got to have a grant writer. Absolutely. We've got to have a plan. So if we take all this money out, as it's been recommended, how do we how do we accomplish that in our spare time? When Ford suggested creating a county position to lead a county broadband office, the county auditor told him that additional employees could not be added for the new fiscal year that started on Saturday unless commissioners declared an emergency. If you have an opinion about Amazon's new drone delivery service in College Station, the Federal Aviation Administration wants to know. The FAA is taking public comments through October 14th. Go to WTW.com and get the FAA's special email address to send your thoughts as part of their draft environmental assessment. College Station firefighters responded to three structure fire alarms in a four-day period last week. Last Wednesday afternoon, CSFD responded to a kitchen fire in a duplex on Pheasant Lane. All three residents were evacuated safely and the fire was stopped before reaching the attic. The entire duplex sustained heat and smoke damage. On Friday night, firefighters responded to a residential fire on Potomac off Southwest Parkway. The first floor of the one unit in a two-story fourplex was fully involved. No injuries were reported and 
and the cause is still under investigation. Then on Saturday, just before sunrise, CSFD responded to Autumn Circle, where they found heavy black smoke from a kitchen fire that extinguished itself. No one was home, but two cats were rescued. Smoke detectors were in place and working in all three fires. WTAW news time is eight minutes after eight. It's 64 degrees. This look at news is brought to you by Pioneer Steel and Pipe. One more look at your local news at about 830, or you can always go online to WTAW.com. I'm Chelsea Reber for 1620 945 WTAW. Good morning, State 10. It's the Let's have a look at the weather. It's brought to you by United Roofing and Sheet Metal, home of the Duralast Roof System, the world's best roof. Give them a call to 268 Roof or go to UnitedRoofingPros.com. Here's some numbers for you. I really did not see any rain in sight. High pressure will stay with us for the next several days to come. Mostly sunny for today itself, and temperatures will be well up in the 80s during this afternoon. Tonight, mainly clear skies, a low near 60. Tomorrow, Wednesday, mostly sunny skies and very warm near 90. Similar weather on Thursday, mostly sunny skies and again right around 90 degrees. This is meteorologist Gary Best, 1620 945 WTAW. So it's 811. What, what is a foodie? What is a definition of a Ooh. foodie, do you think? I mean, I mean, I think somebody who just they obviously really like food but they are purposely going places okay. to try the food and to experience mm-hmm. it and to even judge it i yeah. would say well, you know what i mean like it, sure. to critique it a little bit i feel like it could have a little bit of a pretentious persona uh <laughs> and that you're you're very picky and like, Je- like chelsea just said like you're, you're not going to fast food place yeah uh, but i i don't know i kind of use it as you're just a real big fan of food so a study uh looked at 182 u.s american cities and then ranked them on their foodie appeal. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. Used 29 different factors. Some of them included the cost of the restaurants and the groceries, the number. Oh, groceries. Yeah. Interesting. The diversity. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, not just restaurants, but yeah. yeah I, I guess, think yeah. you're going to yourself. So the number of uh, the number, the diversity, quality of the gourmet options, uh, the local food, including food trucks and farmers markets. So here are your top 10. Okay. Number one would be like Portland. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Fine. Uh, See, I don't. I don't think of Portland and think of food. Right. I think beer. Yeah. And, yeah. And maybe you know, kind of outdoorsy, or and maybe farmers market type stuff. But yeah, I don't think like what would be a great food destination? Portland. Yeah. I think beer and homeless people. And <laughs> which, of course, and you love like a party. I, I've yeah. been there. And you'd I know. Love you to have. eat really good food next to a homeless person. Oh yeah. Which would be you know that adds to the ambiance. <laughs> uh, number two would be Orlando. Okay. Uh, number three is Miami. Hmm. That's right. kind of interesting. Um, I'm sure you can get a lot of really good food, especially. Cuban food there, yep. but I don't know. Yeah. I, yeah. Number four, San Francisco. Okay. Uh, number five, Austin. Yeah. Uh, lots of food trucks. It's and making stuff. more and, sense yeah, to me. Sure. Yeah. Number six, Sacramento. Okay. Uh, number seven is Seattle. Mm. Then comes Tampa. Uh, then Las Vegas. Okay. Um, and uh, San Diego. How is New see, Orleans not on there? See, and that's exactly, and that's why I think my definition of foodie or what right. they're looking at is different because New Orleans, I even think New York City, like think about the the melting pot of New York City and what kind of food is available there. I mean, literally everything under the sun. Yeah, NYC came in at number 18. Okay. Um, Chicago is at number 12. Lots of good restaurants. Yeah. Again, yeah. Older cities, both of those older cities, sure. and you would expect that. Um, number 11, was uh yeah so number uh, 15 was uh la so chicago mm, 12 la okay. 15 new york city 18 i All guess right. i'm just thinking of certain uh cities or areas where there's basically a whole line of cuisine based off of that area or that city like mm. when you think new orleans obviously you're thinking of cajun food and yeah, stuff no, from, but from 
Go ahead. Well, for stuff from southern Louisiana, but you don't think, oh, that's some San Francisco dish. Okay, well, number four on the list here they listed was diversity. So there would be some things that are not. Right. So that's that's what they're looking for when it comes to that. That makes right. sense. Uh, so anyway, that's your list. Take it or leave it. All right. And uh, again, I still don't have a definition of a foodie. And when I do that, then I guess yeah, I'll i just know. I, I will say, I don't think you could say it's just somebody who likes food because somebody who's just like going out to fast food and chain restaurants to me is not a foodie. Yeah. You know, yeah. you're you're going to special places or unique places to that area. Yeah, very good. All right, it's uh, 814. Good morning, 817. It's the Infomaniacs on a uh, Tuesday morning. Uh, up, it's Unlimited Potential. Kind of a new nonprofit executive director, uh, Kellen Wardlow, is here today. Y'all got a good morning. How are you? Good morning, Scott. I'm great. How are you? Good. Y'all have a uh, kind of a program coming up. Tell us about that a little bit. Yes, we do. We're really excited to be hosting a fundraiser uh, coming up soon um, on October 14th and 15th. We're calling it Heels, Wheels, and Hogs. It's um, Heels, Wheels, and Hogs. Yes. All right, go yes. ahead. What's the, okay, so? So basically, it's a two-fold event. Uh-huh. Uh, Friday night is a cocktail event, um, heavy hors d'oeuvres, and it's a little bit where, a program where you can learn a little more about us as an organization. Tickets are available for $100 a person. And then Saturday is an opportunity to directly support the youth we work with. So it is a donation goods drive <clears throat> where you can come out, you can see all of the, that's where the heels and the wheels and the hogs mesh. So the wheels is going to be what, like uh, old cars, huh? Yes, okay. old cars and um, classic cars and we'll have uh, some service members, public service members, will be out there to join us. And then we also have a variety of motorcycles. Thus the hogs. The hogs. Gotcha. Okay. Now, what time does it start? On Friday, it mm. starts at 6 p.m. And Saturday, it starts at 10 a.m. Okay. Where's it going to be? The Brazos Center. So who's helping you out in this, uh, in addition? I think Salvation Army is going to be there. Is that right? Yes. Salvation Army will be there. Um we are going to be assisted by Premier Events. We're very excited about partnering with them. Um, now, what are you looking for for people who come out? And we understand that, you know, you've got the Friday night event. That's fine. But what, what are you looking for on Saturday? So on Saturday, we work with youth who are aging out of the foster care system. So typically on their 18th birthday, they are told good luck and they take everything they have and they have to figure it out on their own. So the goal of Saturday is to not only interact with the community and give them a chance to learn a little more about what we do, but it's also for everybody to see the direct needs that we meet for these youth who do age out. And probably like most t nonprofits, not only monetary or, or items, but probably time and services is something you're looking for. Yes, all of the above. Uh, we have a pantry that is available for the youth we work with, and so we are always in need of donations, um, but also people to come and help us and interact and mentor and volunteer with our youth. So basically trying to teach kids who come out of the system how to live day to day. Maybe they've never learned how to do that. Is that it? Yeah. Yes. Uh, it, you, there are a lot of things you would assume youth who have uh, aged out don't know, and then there are a lot of additional things that we learned that are lessons that need to be um, taught in a very kind way. And so we are always looking for people who are patient and um, willing to give their time to teach. Got you. So it's coming up this weekend. It's a Friday night now. Where's, where's the event happen on Friday? It's next weekend. Yeah, right. Yes. Um, it is Friday night is at the Brazos Center, mm -hmm. and then Saturday is in that same area. All right, there you go. So it's October 14th and 15th. If they want some more information about Up Unlimited Potential, got a website for them? 
Yes, it is www.upbrazosvalley.org. Easy enough. Thanks for the time this morning. Thank you so much. You bet. Station, Texas, April 24th, 1947. Now let's go to the bonfire site where WTAW's Tom Turner. WTAW election night coverage, all eight voting centers in Brazos County have been counted. The Today on WTAW, we're joining with businesses from across the Brazos Valley to support our 1620 WTAW. This is WTAW, the first 100 years. I'm Tom Turbeville. Now, this series certainly does celebrate this 100th year of this radio station, but to understand what happened in October of 1922, well, you have to rewind a decade to 1912. That's when Dean Frank C. Bolton, you have the namesake of Bolton Hall, which today appropriately houses the Department of Communications at A&M. More on that in a moment. But in 1912, Dean Bolton started what a decade later would become WTAW, but it was in that year, 1912, that Bolton inaugurated radio activities as simply a lab experiment to teach electrical engineering students how to build the equipment that would create a radio signal, amplify it, send it out to whoever had the radio receiver to listen. Now fast forward 16 years to November 1928, and now with the WTAW call letters. The programming was nearly as diverse then as it is now, except that they only broadcast for a 20-minute span between noon and 1 p.m. and occasionally in the evening. That 20 minutes allowed 10 minutes to talk about farming and homemaking, and then 10 minutes for questions and answers. The evening programming happened just one night a week. It included such things as the 100-piece Aggie Band, as well as some A&M Home Southwest Conference sporting events. Oh, and speaking of 1912, that was the year that the building was constructed on campus, and in 1939, renamed Bolton Hall. This is WTAW, the first 100 years. A23, it's the Infomaniacs on a uh, Tuesday. Oh, gosh, we're, we're going to, the, the chamber's going to be here. Maybe Glenn's going to be here this morning. It's always mm-hmm. fun when Glenn's here. It is always fun. Yep. Glenn! That's it. And uh, But we're also talking to the uh, king, the Renaissance, the king and queen from the Renaissance Festival. We'll do that in the next oh, yeah. half hour. We're, gonna okay. we Zach, get him to, we're keeping you, Zach busy. Uh, are you going to fit in Moody Gardens? No, Moody Gardens happens later. Okay, yeah. just making yeah. sure. No. I mean, she's here. I know. That's <laughs> I just yeah. wanted to make sure. Yes. She's actually being okay. recorded to Excellent. be heard at a time Sometimes later. We Excellent. Yeah, Sometimes yeah. we visit with people and I we know. don't play the interviews until later. so busy today. It has been busy if you would like to live would you like to live like john dutton you guys you can relate to that john dutton oh Patriot yeah, yeah Yellow. i don't want to live like him well, i don't yeah. want to live like him but okay. i i mean Family i think gets blown up okay but i think the whole ranch is beautiful yeah. i mean the the setting of the entire show yeah sign there, me up there is a person who used to work here that actually got to spend the night Oh, cool. Well, that's what this is about. Oh. Uh, So John Dutton, the patriarch of Yellowstone's Dutton family, is played by Kevin Costner. In his free time, he lives a life similar to that of John Dutton, nestled on a beautiful 160-acre spread in the Rocky Mountains. And when he's not around, it's for rent. Nice. Yep. You can do the whole thing. I mean, uh, plus there's a whole bunch of, you know, rich people around because it's uh, near Aspen, Colorado. Right. Uh, and the ranch comfortably comfortably sleeps over 30 people in three separate houses and features three lakes, a river, a baseball field, paddle boarding, kayaking, skiing, hiking, and pretty much everything else you'd ever want. Plus, probably a collection of all of Kevin Costner's bad movies. Yeah. Uh, I don't know about that. Anyway, you can rent it if you want to for $30,000 a night. So KC oh, basically okay. Airbnb's this place out. I, that's what, what we're saying. At 30 k 
But I mean, you got 30 people. I was going to say, you get enough people to go. $1,000 a night? Yeah. And, yeah. I'm, and I'm guessing that probably you can't get a minimum of one night. Yeah, I mean, you know, the oh, minimum yeah. is probably like three or four nights. All so. I know, if you had a really big group of friends, everybody had families, every, you know, and, and you just were like, hey, let's just go do this for sure, a weekend. Sure. I mean, you probably could make it not cheap, but at least affordable. <laughs> and it well, being KC's house, he probably and, hits you with a big cleaning Well, you wouldn't, have to, yeah, leave, you wouldn't really. have to leave the resort, if you want to call it that, right? right. Like, everything's right there. And it's Aspen. Which yeah. you know, look, if you're going to Aspen, you know you're going to be spending a lot of money just anyway. Because it's True. Aspen. But yeah. by, by the same token, you could do that. Okay. And, uh, you know, it, 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 it could be fun. Hey, caller, what's up? What would really stink about that is if they do like all the hotels seem to do nowadays, you can't check in before 4 o'clock, but you got to be out by 9 the next yeah. morning. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So we went to do the football game two weeks ago in Arlington. Right. Okay. Game started at 6 o'clock. Mm-hmm. Right. All right. Now, you listeners, you don't care, but we need to be there an hour and a half before right. the game starts just because some people have stuff to I don't, but some people <laughs> have things to do before the game starts. We get to the hotel at, I don't know, noon, 1 o'clock, something uh-huh. like that. So, you know, and couldn't check, you in check in until in. 4. Oh, 4. Until 4. Wow. Well, obviously, the players are going to be long gone by then. Uh-huh. But all I'm saying is that there are people whose pay scale is well above ours who was told the exact same thing. Because oh. all the A&M officials were there. It was where their party was. I oh. mean, yeah, people who have their own offices and, you know, some of them who may have buildings <laughs> named after them. Yeah. And Scott Yeah. You, yeah. you, you, you would have thought there would have been like a, hey, by the way, yeah. these rooms are going to need to be ready early. People like the winningest football coach in A&M history mm. standing there and they're saying, no, you can't check in until four. Oh. And no, we don't care who you are. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. Because uh, so this is Arlington. No, that's, yeah. <laughs> but no, that's exactly. And again, it may be the last year that we're there. But nonetheless, but the times uh, the times have gotten tricky lately. I feel like that window is getting smaller. I get it. They probably are short staffed. You want to talk on the hotel, especially on the cleaning side of things. Yeah, Yeah. those people don't show up or they don't even have them on staff because they can't keep them. So I understand that. So what did you do in the meantime? Oh, we just went on. Okay, because you know it's like a first class lounge at the airport. There's plenty of free food for us. Oh, the press box. Yeah, yeah, the press box. So we just went on. But yeah, just keep your bags. At least you had a car. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Till we get back. WTAW News Time is 8.32. It's 65 degrees. This look at news is brought to you by Signature Care Emergency Center. For medical care and emergency room needs, your care is their signature. Visit ercare24.com. Good morning, I'm Chelsea Reber. A Brian man is headed to prison after admitting to his fourth DWI conviction. 57-year-old George Benford was sentenced to seven years. Benford was arrested in August of 2020 after a Brazos County Sheriff's deputy drove upon Benford's stopped vehicle in the middle of the road at 2 in the morning and found the driver slouched over the driver's seat with the vehicle still in drive. Arrest reports became available recently of a Brian man who has been in jail since September 6th on charges of breaking into two vehicles and stealing two guns. Video from neighborhood cameras led to identifying then arresting 21-year-old Joseph Griffin of Brian. At the time of his arrest, Griffin was less than two months into a six-year probation agreement from a 10-year sentence for family violence assault that happened in February of last year and jumping bail and failing to show up for a court hearing last April. 
A Brian man is out of jail after posting bond following his arrest for breaking into three Brian businesses in early September. According to Brian Police arrest reports, 35-year-old William Cox is one of two men who took more than $1,400 from a local dry cleaners and from a restaurant, $500, two tablet computers, gift cards, and two cases of beer. Cox and the second man drove away from a Dollar General store after being confronted by an employee who pointed a gun but did not fire. Officers used surveillance video from the Dollar General to track down the getaway vehicle and arrest Cox. Brian ISD school board members yesterday reaffirmed their decision to pursue rezoning land where they want to build the district's maintenance and transportation building. Board President Mark McCall said that was the compromise that was reached during an August 17th meeting between three members of the city council and three board members. This compromise created multiple zones on the property that would ensure that if the district chose to sell it in the future, economic development would have enough room and could be utilized for the corner of the property at the intersection and the strip of land that faces Harvey Mitchell Parkway, FM 2818. The compromise was denied last month by the Planning and Zoning Commission. City Council is scheduled to take up the PNZ recommendation a week from today. A Brian ISD spokesman tells WTAW News the Bryan City Councilmen who attended the August 17th meeting were Ruben Marine, Prentice Madison, and Bobby Simic. Also representing the city were the city manager, one of the two deputy city managers, the city's economic development director, and the public works director. Brian ISD representatives were McCall, BISD Board Vice President Julie Harlan, Board Member David Stasny, Superintendent Ginger Carabine, and five other BISD administrators. Bill Oliver, 1620-945-WTAW. More than 90% of Brazos County has access to broadband internet. Providing service to the rest of the county took up most of the time at a county commission workshop where there remains a split on how to spend the more than $44 million in federal pandemic grant money. A year ago, commissioners were told 9% of the county does not have broadband access. Last week, County Auditor Katie Connor said that 3% are without service, a figure that was challenged by Commissioner Steve Aldrich. Brazos County has 97% Coverage. We've also had a lot of uh, discussions, not only here, but legislative action conference that the maps are totally erroneous. The county auditor also reacted to Commissioner Russ Ford's idea to create a county broadband office with a new employee. To add a position, you have to declare an emergency. Okay, look on East County and we've got zero, zero service out there. That's an emergency. Connor also brought up the state and federal governments are developing rural broadband plans. The City of College Station announces that the Federal Aviation Administration has opened a public comment period about Amazon's drone delivery service. The email address and what to put in the subject line can be found at WTAW.com. You can submit comments through October 14th. This is part of the FAA's draft environmental assessment for Amazon. WTAW news time is 836. It's 65 degrees. This look at news is brought to you by Signature Care Emergency Center. I'm Chelsea Reber for 1620-945-W. Hey, let's do some weather, shall we? It's brought to you this morning by United Roofing and Sheet Metal, home of the Duralast Roof System, world's best roof. Give them a call to 268-ROOF. Go to unitedroofingpros.com today. Whether you have a swimming pool no, or... No, that's not right. That's not right. Let's do this. I really do not see any rain in sight as high pressure will stay with us for the next several days to come. Mostly sunny for today itself and temperatures will be well up in the 80s during this afternoon. Tonight, mainly clear skies are low near 60. Tomorrow, Wednesday, mostly sunny skies and very warm near 90. Similar weather on Thursday, mostly sunny skies and again, right around 90 degrees. This is meteorologist Gary Best, 1620-945, WTAW. 838, it's the Infomaniacs on Tuesday. We visit with, um, oh, Glenn Brewer. Oh, we love that guy. Now. Hey, Glenn. Hey, Glenn. 
Good morning, fellows can, and can, ladies. Can we talk about can we talk about that you were uh, in um, in Fort Worth on Saturday? Yes, uh, I was in Fort Worth on Saturday. Uh, was PC it so special? Played Oklahoma. We were doing our very best mm -hmm. to prepare uh, Oklahoma for their entrance into the SEC, so yeah. they can get used to getting beat fifty-five to twenty-four. Yeah, y'all did good. Uh, apologies to Oklahoma fans yeah. uh, in the uh, listening audience. Oh, he's Aren't not that sorry. sorry. He's okay. not sorry. No, no, not at all. Not at all. Not at all. <laughs> We've been on the other end of that score many, many, many yeah, times. Yeah, yeah. Y'all are rolling with Sonny, man. Uh, it's 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 fun. We're gonna we're gonna go uh, as long as we can. Okay. Are you uh, are you vocal during the game? No. Okay. Uh, I am vocal at the end of the game because I've been vocal in my younger years. I was vocal early. And then it comes back to haunt you sometimes. Yeah, yeah. So uh, in this case, we were in the fourth quarter, and I told uh, my wife with about seven minutes left, I go, I'm starting to feel okay about this. <laughs> 34 points ahead with seven minutes to go. Uh, That's about what time I start feeling good, too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Famous story, I don't know, like uh, 35 years ago uh, when uh, Rice and Texas were playing and Rice scored first. So they started chanting, we scored first, yeah. we scored first. <laughs> I like how Chelsea says that's when she's comfortable as if A&M would score 34 points. Uh, yeah, we're talking already about CB handles. Mine in high school uh, was I uh, was the Horn Frog. So. Ah, very nice. Oh, really? Yes. Yeah, so that's. I didn't know you. I mean, you've been in. you've been that plugged into TCU for that long. Uh, family has been season ticket holders since 1963. Wow. wow. That's Very cool. cool. Yeah, that's awesome. Southwest Conference Press Tour, first one I want to, went to, each school gave you their T-shirt, you know, if you wanted one of those. Mm -hmm. And uh, nobody wanted the TCU. So <laughs> I was able to get about four or five of them. That was pretty cool. Perfect. That explains why I had so many T-shirts. Yeah. <laughs> the swag was not a big deal back then. In the meantime, we're talking chamber stuff today. And we are talking a lot of chamber stuff today. I think I can take us uh, through to 9 o'clock. Okay. It, uh, yeah, there I'll we are. tell you what, I'll talk fast and, and apologize to the listeners. Uh, go to our, our website, uh, www.bcschamber.org, to get more information on any of the things that I'm just going to touch on real quick because we really do have a lot of stuff coming up, starting with our local candidates forum that's coming up. And we really appreciate uh, our, our sponsors in that. Brian Broadcasting, Brad's Valley Hospitality Association, and Eagle are going to help us out with this. And we're going to have the best moderator in the land, Scott DeLucia, is going to help us. It's so many candidates. we got two days of yeah. candidates forum, Scott. So you'll have to Thanks. brush up on everything. We're going to start okay. on the 17th. Mm -hmm. uh, it's at the, the uh, uh, Brazos Center. 17th will be the Bryan races, and on the 25th will be the College Station races starting at 6 o'clock. Uh, so, and that's absolutely free to attend, or you can listen to it on Bryan Broadcasting, and uh, it's also simulcast on uh, kbtx.com. Then we have uh, Youth to Career Fair, and, and this is a big deal for us. It's on the 19th. It's going to be at the Expo. It's uh, sponsored by uh, Texas A&M University. Oh, excuse me, a Workforce uh, Solutions, Brazos Valley is our title sponsor. Okay. This is where we have about 3,000 eighth graders uh, descending on the Brazos County Expo trying to figure out what they want to do with their lives. We have booths available for, for businesses and you can come uh, staff your booth. It's absolutely free. It's about six hours of your time we ask you to give up so you can talk to these eighth graders. They're at the decision making moment where they got to figure out what classes they want to take, what kind of where they want to go in the workforce. Mm -hmm. and so if you want to be there and help them, tell them about what you do, what was good for you, what they need to be looking at if they want to go into your occupation or your industry, 
We'd really appreciate that. The booths are free. Contact us at the chamber. That's October the 19th to talk to about 3,000 uh, eighth graders and, and help them out uh, with what they're going to do in their future. Then on October 20th, our next business after hours, a lot of people's favorite. It's going to be at Chrome, 537, free to attend. Uh, we want to see everybody there, bring a bunch of business cards. Then we have an inner circle event on the 26th, and that's going to be at Reed Arena, sponsored by uh, uh, Baylor Scott and White Health. That's going to be we have the new three A&M women's coaches are going to come and talk to us. Uh, it's going to be a very, very neat event, a, a, a small uh, event and private event. So if you want to get your tickets to that so you can get up close and personal with the new and women's coaches uh, then it, it is early to announce this but I, I want to announce it because of the that we're announcing the winners our annual banquet is November the 14th mm -hmm. and that is where we give out our citizen of the year volunteer of the year and I can announce here on uh, WTAW that the winner of the citizen of the year following in a, in a long line of, of, of important people mm -hmm. is a former congressman the Honorable Bill Flores oh, is our citizen okay. of the year and the volunteer of the year is Pat Baker from Cotton we appreciate everything those guys have done for our community then we got a couple of ribbon cuttings come up. They're both deluxe ribbon cuttings on Wednesday the 12th. Landmark Operations Company, their landscaping company, 4.35 p.m. at their live Oak Street uh, location. It's out Welburn. Uh, go to our website for more information. And then the Arts Council uh, has a ribbon cutting for a new event. That's going to be on Friday the 14th. 4.30 to 5 p.m. Uh, out at their, uh, on the on the bypass at their location. Uh, Platinum Member Spotlight, St. Joseph Health College Station the Hospital. We appreciate everything they do for the uh, Chamber of Commerce. And, of course, we appreciate everything that the Infomaniacs and WTAW does. For Man, you're busy. You are. That's Woo. a lot of stuff. Holy He's out of moly. breath now. All right. Well, thanks for coming in. I'm going to sit down for a while. Okay, we'll see you. We Bye, Glenn. The, Bye, Glenn. <laughs> the folks from the uh, Chamber on uh, Tuesday. It's fall time. That means it's Renfest time. Texas Renaissance Festival. We are joined by His Majesty the King, as well as Her Majesty the Queen, which is pretty neat. I think this is the first time I've gotten to visit with both of y'all in the same room. So that's Indeed, uh, that's very cool. Yeah. Um, as I said, this is an exciting time, obviously, in the fall. You guys are getting prepped for everything. All the, the lords and ladies are going to be making their way down to Texas Renaissance Festival. So tell us a little bit what we can expect this year. Well, of course, you can expect the best that the Texas Renaissance Festival has to offer. And part of the best that we have to offer is our lovely queen who has joined us here for all your listeners in the Brazos Valley today. How oh, dear glorious. husband, you're so silly. Thank you very much. And I am very pleased to be here and also want to invite everyone to come see us beginning this Saturday, Oktoberfest weekend. And we run through November 27th, the Thanksgiving weekend. And we do Saturdays and Sundays and Thanksgiving weekend will be Friday as well. Now, I want to talk about a little bit about the themed weekends, but first, for those who might not have ever been to Renaissance Festival, what can they expect whenever they go? Because some people might not realize what all goes into it. Well, they can expect a glorious 60-acre Renaissance Village set up for their enjoyment. We have over 400 artisans and shopkeepers with crafters, with leather, metal, jewelry, clothes, you name it. They're making it, and the artisans making it themselves. And of course, we have lots of food, don't we, dear? Oh, my goodness. There is so much food. You can just wander through the entire village and eat your way through. There's also, well, there's new things like the Thirsty Pirate Pub. Oh, right. some, new, some Some meat and some drinks, and there's a meadery, a new meadery. So you can eat and shop your day away. Indeed, and we have food from all over the world. We have Polish food and German food and Italian food, and there's even French food and food from Espana. Yes, the 
empanadas are so good. And then, of course, English and, and, and like the Queen said, you just eat your way through the entire festival. And, of course, we have gluten-free and uh, lots of vegetarian food mm-hmm. and vegan food. So we can uh, count and uh, for anybody's taste out there. It's quite glorious indeed. And there is something for both adults and children to do. Uh, just across the board, everything. The children have games to play and, and events to see. So it's it's just very family-friendly. Yeah, we have a lovely midway located in the Enchanted Forest, and there's lots of uh, human-powered rides and carousels. Yeah, absolutely. And, and throwing and dunking of wenches and knives. It's just so much. You can even pluck a duck. <laughs> you can. You can go see a joust, and you see knights smashing and bashing each other. Oh, I love that part. Indeed, and then we have full armored combat who performs oh, in the arena Right, well. that's always a big-time favorite, I know. And, yeah, yeah as you said, it, it's really for the entire family. You can go as an adult in an adult group, or you can go with your family as well. That's one of the things that makes it really cool. Uh, and as I mentioned, another thing that makes it really neat is the themed weekends. And as you said, uh, Queen, that... This weekend is Oktoberfest, but moving forward, what does the schedule look like? Oh, my goodness. We start with our Oktoberfest, and then we follow with Queen Titania and all her fae, A Thousand One Dreams. And then our pirates come to visit us. And then we end off October with All Hallows' Eve. And then November begins. Indeed. We have the heroes and villains. So everyone heroic or villainous, if you like, can come and visit our festival. We have the barbarian invasion. So everything leather and fur is quite <laughs> quite a bit of fun. Yeah. And, uh, all you gentlemen who would like to show off your knees, you get the opportunity at our Highland Fling weekend where we celebrate everything Scottish and you wear your kilt and look all <laughs> dandy and fancy. Yeah. And then, as the Queen has mentioned, we conclude with a three-day weekend, the 25th, 26th, 27th of November, right after Thanksgiving with a Celtic Christmas. We decorate the entire village for the holidays and We have Father Christmas and all sorts of wonderful characters out there to greet the children and just gets the holiday started in a lovely way. Yeah, absolutely. The decorations, the costumes, everything that goes along with it is really neat. Now, if folks want to know more about RenFest, of course, we're going to be giving away tickets throughout the fall. But if they would like to go online, possibly purchase some tickets for themselves, where can they go? They could go to www.texrenfest.com. Indeed, and there they can plan their whole entire day. They can make camping reservations or glamping reservations. They can uh, reserve a cabin if they like or bring their RV or just their own simple tent. And, of course, they can sign up for any one of our tastings that we have out there. We have mead tastings, beer tastings, scotch tasting. Basically, if you can drink it, we have a tasting (laughs) for it. And, of course, I would be remiss if I didn't mention the King's Feast, which is a two-hour, six-course meal Mm -hmm. with entertainment. And all you have to do is just sit there, and we bring everything to you. So, as the Queen said, texrenfest.com. That's T-E-X. R-E-N-F-E-S-T dot com. Your Majesties, thank you so very much for traveling down. Safe travels back to the kingdom today. Thank thee, my dear, and we look forward to seeing you in our village. 1620-945 WTAW. It's the Infomaniacs on a Tuesday. Wanting to talk to our winner today, if at all possible, because we got a pair of Renfest tickets and some Cooper's Old Time Pit Barbecue. Hello. Hey, Tim. Yes. It's Scott. And Chelsea. And Zach. This is the Infomaniacs. I thought my mic was on. It wasn't. It wasn't. Yeah, I know. You're a winner. You're a winner. You're a winner. Congratulations to you. Yeah, Tim. All right. So, Tim, what was your your CV handle? 
Crescent Ranch. The Crescent, the Crescent Ranch. And how, how come? Oh, I just turn wrenches for a living, I guess. I got you. I got you. So you don't have your CB radio anymore, do you? You know, I think it's in the attic in my house. All right, let's see. <laughs> I've used it a long, long time. Yeah, I hear you. No, that's uh, that's exactly right. Well, listen, come on by here at the top of the Guarantee Bank building. We got uh, a pair of uh, Renfest. Have you been to Re- Texas Renaissance Festival before? Yes, sir. You like it? Yes, sir. All right, come back and give us a report on the 2022 version of it whenever you go. And uh, we got some Cooper's Old Time Pit Barbecue. And most importantly, thanks for listening. You bet. All right, see you thanks, later. Tim. Thanks, Tim. Bye-bye. All right, there you go. Tell Tim to break that out. Scott needs somebody to talk to. Yeah, no. I, short no, sport short coming sport. in. Short sport, yeah, coming in. <laughs> coming well, in good, buddy. Lindsay Lohan. Oh, gosh, I haven't heard that name in a while. Making her comeback. Oh, for the first time in nearly Can't a wait. decade, going to have a new holiday-themed Netflix rom-com. Uh-huh. Oh, they're putting her in a rom-com. Falling for Christmas. Okay. It's the first of three films that she has agreed to star in for Netflix. Netflix, and okay. Somewhat uh, appropriately, uh, she revealed uh, the uh, poster for the film on Monday, uh, otherwise known as Mean Girls Day. Yes. Named for the date when... Uh, you tell me. Luke. Aaron Aaron asks her in the movie yeah. what the date is. And okay. so October 3rd, just, uh, you know, and that's her crush. I got so, you. Yeah. I got you. Well, it, you know, it's, I mean, obviously she had a very scandalous real life, like outside. And, and, and that's when she kind of, you know, fell off and, and we lost sight of her. I think she lost sight of a lot of things. Uh-huh. But, you know, she, that's what she got known for was Parent Trap and then Mean Girls, right. where they were just kind of these like fun rom-com type movies i mean mean girls was a little pushing it a little bit but um so i i kind of like that they're trying to bring her back in that spotlight oh, who could forget freaky friday oh that's right oh man yeah, yeah. I, but so that's you know but movies. that's well i'm not saying they were no, great I, movies I, or I'm cinematic okay well it sounded no sarcastic no, no, but i'm just freaky saying yeah, okay. yeah that's when she i mean you know well parent trap and freaky friday i guess were both remakes so that's interesting yep. so in the film Lindsay will star as alongside uh, Glee alum Cord Overstreet okay. as a spoiled hotel heiress named Sierra whose new engagement goes off mm. the rails when a skiing accident leaves her suffering from amnesia. Oh, dear. Oh. Yeah, she finds herself in the care of a widowed blue-collar lodge owner, that's, that's Cord, and his uh, precious little daughter in the days leading up to oh. Christmas. I mean, this sounds like a pretty good Hallmark movie. All right, it'll drop. Netflix. Yeah. Yeah, but, no, yeah. but yeah, what okay. I'm saying, yeah, yeah it's a, a yeah. storyline. It'll drop November 10th on a... Okay, you know, on I a might have to check it out. Uh-huh. near you. And again, a three-picture deal, so we hope that works out for us. Sure, yeah. 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 It'll sure. be pretty close to 90 degrees today. Actually, all week long, looks like uh, that's where we're going to be. If we get into the 90s, it'll just be barely uh, 58 for a low temperature tonight. So it's cooling down each day, but the winds are going to start coming out of the southwest. We're going to get a little bit higher humidity. It's not going to be quite as uh, uh, fall-like as it uh, as it has been. Oh, that Kardashian girl's in trouble. She is. Which one? Kim. Oh, yeah. No. So yesterday, the reality star and businesswoman agreed to pay $1.26 million to settle some SEC charges. Uh, she got into hot water last year when she posted on Instagram promoting a crypto company. Yeah. She failed to disclose that she was paid a quarter of a million dollars to post it. Uh, the chairman of the SEC says it's a reminder, investment opportunities endorsed by celebs and 
influencers aren't right for all investors. And she says she won't uh, be plugging any kind of cryptocurrency for three years. I think a lot of celebrities are probably trying to pull back a little bit yeah. on why these crypto endorsements. Why three years? Uh, no, that's, the that's SEC. just a good number. Yeah, that was okay. their guidelines. Good they decided her. they wanted to do that. So now, I, I guess I just I wonder who she was supposed to disclose to because a lot of influencers will when they're influencing something and they're being paid to do it, yeah. they will use a hashtag like hashtag ad or you know some that's usually the easiest one to do. But I didn't know that they well, had to. Yeah, when you get I into, think consumers just appreciate it because they know oh you're also getting paid to say this. It's uh, you're supposed to say you're paid in. Endorser. And you also have to explain when you're doing investment stuff, you have to explain there's a there's a chance of loss. I was going to say, I think it probably is different than selling skin cream. Yes, you know, without a doubt. pushing yes. beauty versus yep. pushing, um, you know, cryptocurrency stuff. Right. And a quarter of a million dollars is a lot. That's a big payday yeah. to get to post that. I don't so. know if that skin cream causes, you know, there some you kind go. of disease or eh. something on your face. So much for the Kimsters. <laughs> hey, make your plans tonight at eight o'clock. It's the 2022 Hip Hop Awards. I don't know about you guys. But I've been waiting to see Pusha T and Glorilla and something else. Uh-huh. Uh, something yeah. else. Fat Joe is going to host. Oh, Fat cool. Joe. Drake, by the way, leads the field with 14 nominations because Drake has no money <laughs> and, and he needs to be able to rub a couple of uh, G5s together, sure. G7s or whatever he's flying. He now. started from the bottom. Now he's yeah. here. So anyway, you <laughs> got nice. that happening. Yeah, I, I got it. Uh, a, Good job. a survey found Americans eat pizza an average of four times per month. Oh, that's, wow. Okay, that's that's kind of high. Once I a think week? so. The survey found... Oh. Do you eat pizza that often? Well, I was thinking. Uh, okay. No, I, I don't thinking. think that. Not that often. But I, I, I do since think... I got married. Yeah, oh, I was going to say, I do think, you know, for some families, like, pizza night is probably a thing. Yeah. Right? right? Yeah, like, I would think so. It's an easy takeout. You know, mom doesn't have to cook. Like, just grab pizza. 83% of the respondents counted pizza among their favorite foods. Mm-hmm. Pepperoni, favorite topping in the survey, with 38% of the respondents naming it as their preferred topping. Anchovies, least favorite. We know that. Um, you know, well, and again, look at where pizza has come, right? Sure. What, honestly, whether frozen all the way to these like gourmet pizza restaurants. They we, have all sorts of ways. Yeah. We had a co-worker who did not want her slice of pizza the other day for her pizza pig out because it had tomatoes on it. And I said, just wait till you hear what, what they do and mash up those tomatoes. They make like this paste, this okay, sauce. I was wondering yeah. what she was complaining about and I, <laughs> I i heard her say oh, they always get pizza and it always has and i didn't hear what she said tomatoes you've got to be kidding me well, but there's tomato sauce on Ma- margarita oh gotta God. go margarita I margarita's guess. good pre- yeah we'll probably do that all right we're back tomorrow Brian broadcasting station wtaw college station Brian. if you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes insomnia brain fog moodiness or weight gain you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging the experts at MIDI Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And MIDI can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com.